Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. This is Minister Macmillan. Uh, today we're going to be reading from uh, Revelations 10. Uh, let's bow our heads before we start. To Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. And we ask, Lord, that you go before us today in this word and help us to understand this word. Father, we ask, Almighty God, that there be a blessing in this word for those who are listening in. We ask, Lord, Lord that you would save lives and souls today, Lord. Father, let your word be a beacon of light to those who are listening in. And let them, Father, be a beacon of light to others. Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Almighty God, for this word today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take a few minutes and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Father, you are worthy. You are worthy, Almighty God. We praise you, O Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 hallelujah. Father, you are worthy. You are worthy, almighty God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Hallelujah. We thank you for inspiring us, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. And we thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Okay, today we are going to start in Revelations 10. And the first verse. And I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. And as we're reading this, I want you guys to get a picture of this in your head. Think of this. An angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud. Okay? And a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. Now, if you saw something like that, you would be astonished and frightened and probably trembling. And he had a little book open in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And cry with a loud voice, as when, as when a lion roars. And when he cried out, seven thunder uttered their voices. And that's pretty frightening. Now when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write. Now mind you, there's some people today, and I know friends of mine, uh, who, are, you know, they believe in God and everything, okay? <laughs> it's not a, this is not a non-believing thing. This is just fear. When it thunders and lightens, they go high. They shut up themselves in the house. They go in a closet. <laughs> I got one friend that goes down in the basement <laughs> where there's no windows or nothing. So just picture this. I mean, if, if you saw something like this, uh, you would be like them. I know I would. <laughs> At that point, I'd be like, okay. 
<laughs> I know this is a heavenly host, but I don't know what's in store. So let me get out the way <laughs> and pray while I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on. But I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up the things which the seven thunders utter, and do not write them. And the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever and created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as, de as he declared to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. And I went to the angel and asked to him and said to him, excuse me, Give me the little book. And he said to me, Take and eat it, and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. And I took the little book out of the angel's hands and ate it, and it was as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, You must prophesy against, again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God. Now, I'm going to halt here for a second, because notice what the angel said to him. He said, and he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Okay. Now, then it says, then I was given a reed like a measuring rod. And the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar and those who worship there. But leave out the court, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. So the Gentiles are outside the court. And they will trend the holy city. They will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. And I will give power to my two witnesses. And they will prophesy 1,000 to 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. Okay, let's go back up uh, to the first part where he says about the Gentiles uh, treading down the holy city. And they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. So, 42 months. Well, we have 52 months in a year, so that's less than a year. So, let's see. 
Now it says, I will give power to my two witnesses and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> okay, people, do the math. There, we're around um, three and a half years. These are the two olive trees and... The two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. Okay, the two witnesses. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. Hmm. And <clears throat> these have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over water to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Now, mind you, this remind this reminds you of the story of Moses and his brother Aaron. You see, this is why I said you can't take the Old Testament and pull it from the New, nor can you pull the New Testament from the Old because they're both together. You see, that was a look into the future of what was coming. All the things that Moses was doing was coming shadows, what was to come. So here is the actual thing going to take place. Now, when they finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit will make war against them overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Okay. Then those from the people's tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. Um, okay. I am just rereading something. I'm going to go back over something very quickly. Okay. Okay, they said days. Okay, so that's not three and a half years. Right. It says days. 
one of those. Which would be three and a half years. Okay, so we're looking at a... Huh. Representation. Okay. Okay, yeah. Wow. I guess you're all wondering what why I'm taking so long. Um, I, this is a chapter on the witnesses, and I went back to see if I had made a mistake, but I didn't. Uh, it says uh, 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. 60 days. So that would be approximately... So you have fifty-two, fifty-two. That's that's a four. Hmm. I'm just doing the math very quickly here because I don't want to uh, say the wrong thing. But if I remember this correctly, this was three and a half days. So. Um, 1,000, and you all can do the math right along, uh, 1,260 days. Okay, so so let's see. Um, Okay, I will pick up with this. I don't want to utilize all the time on that, but I will get back to that because I want to hit on that point. But um, let's go back and pick up at 8. And their dead bodies will lie in the streets of the, God, of the great city, uh, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the people's tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their bodies to be put into graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now, after, now, how can you torment someone just by prophesizing? Because what you're saying is true, and it... Uh, uh, <laughs> When someone is in a sin state, it agitates the spirit within them, okay? Demonic spirits within, they get agitated. Okay, um, now after 11, now after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from the heavens saying to them. Now I'm going to pause for a second. So the Lord breathed life into them. So what would you say that was? 
resurrection, right? He resurrected them right in front of them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud and their enemies saw them. In the same hour, there was a great earthquake and a tenth of the city fell in the earthquake. 7,000 men were killed. And the rest were afraid and gave glory to God of heaven. Now, 7,000 men. There's that number seven, change, change. Change had to come in order for those that were left to give glory to God in heaven. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the and the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reign. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. And the time of the dead, the day should be judged. And that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name shall, uh, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Now, you read, you heard that part, right? Let's go back and read that again from 18. The nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great. And should destroy those who destroyed the earth. You see? And this is why it's important for people to understand today. The earth is not yours to do what you want. It belongs to God. And when you destroy the earth by tearing down trees and uprooting herbs that the Lord has planted for people, to eat and enjoy and for medicine while you build unnecessary condos and houses and industry that really is not needed, that's polluting the waters and the air so that you can make a buck or lots of bucks. You're destroying the earth. And notice what he says here. And should destroy those who destroyed the earth. So, let's make no mistake here. It's as plain as day. Those of you who are out here that's doing these things, he will destroy you at the end because you destroyed the earth, which was his creation, not yours. Okay, just like his people. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. You see that? Everybody looking for the ark of the covenant. See what it says. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in the temple. And there were lightning noises, thundering, and earthquake, and great hall. 
Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fury red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his head. Now, let's go back a second, because it's saying here, these are signs that appeared in heaven. Why did these signs appear in heaven? Because these are signs that are showing what is happening on the earth. Okay, at this point in time. So, at this point in time, a woman clothed with the sun and with the moon under her feet and on her head a garland of 12 stars. 12 stars, 12 tribes. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great fury red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his head. Now these are nations, and these are the nations that sit with the adversary. We know the dragon is the adversary. <clears throat> okay. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven, and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. The stars falling from heaven or being thrown down from heaven, right? Are a third of the heaven that went along with the adversary to battle the Lord and the Lord cast them out. Uh, she bore a male child who was in rule all nation with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne, Jesus Christ. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there, 1,200 and 60 years, okay? And the war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So great, so the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who, deserve, who deceived the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of his testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. 
Everybody hear that? His time is short. And he knows the outcome. He already knows the outcome. But he wants to take as many of y'all as possible. Do you want to be one of those that's going with him? Or do you want to be one of those that's going to stay by our God? Now, when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he prosecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she is nourished for a time and time and a half a time for a presence of the servant, from the presence of the serpent. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the floods. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was en enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offsprings, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Okay, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that's why you don't separate the Old Testament from the New. All right. Then I stood up on the sands of the sea and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns and one his horn ten crowns and on his head a blasphemous name now the beast which I saw was like a leopard his feet were like the feet of a bear And his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. Now, there will come, and we know this, there will come one that who will fulfill this place and the dragon the adversary will give him his powers he will give him his powers because he exists in this world okay and he needs a host to do his will each and every one of you is a host to your spirit that's within your body. Well, he needs a host to operate in this realm. Unlike the Lord Jesus Christ, who has died and has come back and doesn't need that. When he was here, when he first came, yes, he needed a host. But once he was resurrected, he didn't need that host anymore. Okay? <clears throat> All right. Okay. Um, chapter 13. 
Then I stood on the stand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven horns and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns. Mm. Okay, sorry. I'm rereading over again. Uh, I've lost my place. All right. Um, I think I was on seven, and I was getting ready to turn the page. That's what it was. And it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And the authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Sorry about that. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Okay, notice what he says. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him, doesn't say some, it says all. Whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. Alright? If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. Remember when the Israelites were taken into captivity, they went into captivity. Oh, they tried to keep from going in, but they went in anyway, right? He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Now, this is something we have said for years. If you live by violence, you die by violence. Well, here it is. Uh, here is the... Here is the patient and the faith of the saint. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and caused the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, who deadly wound was healed. You see? So, all those on the earth then believed that he was God because his wound was healed. He performed great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in sight of man. Now, what do we know about this? from our own teachings. The Lord tells you not to display those things, right? Even Jesus was very cautious when he walked with his people. There was a reason for displaying uh, powers, if you want to call them powers. There was a reason. It was to teach, to show them. This is not showing anything. This is showing off, to convince people how great you are, okay? That's not how the Lord operates. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give birth to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should, be, should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Okay? So you'll still have people here that will say, I'm not worshiping that thing because they know better. You don't. The Lord does not force anything. Even to this day, he welcomes you to come to him. But if you don't want to come to him, that's your choice. 
And that's why I tell people it's not uh, those of us who are of the faith. It is not for us to go out and to uh, clobber someone over their head and tell them, oh, you got to come to God because no, no, that's their choice. If they don't want to come and they don't believe, then that's okay. That That's your choice. That's your decision. It's just that know that you have you have made the decision not to be with God and not to be in heaven. Of course, there'll be those who will argue with me and say, oh, that's not true. God accepts everybody. No, that's not true. He does not. And he tells you that throughout his word. You can't just climb through the window when everybody else is walking through the door. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on. And he <clears throat> verse 16, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on his forehead. Let's read that again. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. There is, uh, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of man. His number is 666. Then I looked. And why would that be that number? Because he is a man. But he's a man who is serving the adversary. Then I looked. And behold, a lamb standing on the Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. This is chapter 14. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. And they sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn this, that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Okay, so let's get an understanding of who the 144,000 are. These are not women, these are men. These are men who've not had sex. These are men who have worshipped the Lord throughout their lives. Okay? A lot of people think 144,000 is those that die and it's going to heaven. No. This is a whole different group of people. Okay? And they are from different tribes. Okay. Uh, these are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being First fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, 
having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. Okay? So let's get in a real understanding. Those who will go after, even unwillingly, frightened to death, they're going to kill me if I don't take the mark. Then let them kill you. Because if you take that mark, you're doomed anyway. But you're doomed for eternity. Your Lord is telling you this. Let's read this again. He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with the fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, in the presence of Christ Jesus, okay? And the smoke of their torment as ascended forever and ever, forever and ever you be tormented. And they have no rest, day or night, no rest. You'll be tormented all around the clock, 24-7. Who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. He is the pre- he is the the patient. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandment of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, and that they may rest from their labors and their work follow them. On the cloud, Trust in your sickle, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was and the earth was ripe. Then after the angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar who had power over fire. And he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrusted his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city 
and the blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridle for 1,600 furlongs. Okay, and that's where we're going to stop today. All right. Reread this and reread it again, okay, so that you will get a great understanding of what the Lord is saying to you here. But the biggest outcome in this uh, chapter is no matter what happens, you are not to turn from the Lord and go to the adversary, no matter life or death, if and when this, this world, which is coming about very quickly, turns to the adversary who will show off himself to be the Almighty, okay, and who will parade around as though he is. If you take his name, if you take his number, if you worship him and follow him, know that you your days are numbered as his are, and you will die the death of all his followers as him, and you will burn for eternally. Okay? All right. Everyone, this is Minister MacMillan. You have a blessed evening and good night.